Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam. This is Ranch Racer. And Perpetual Girl. And welcome to episode... 12 of the Love and Watches podcast. A dozen. We've hit a dozen. Yeah. I don't know what that really means, but I guess that's a good thing. Um, it's a nice sunny day out here in California after a little bit of rain leading up to PG's birthday party this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. Had a good time with all of our friends and neighbors and hit the big 5 0. <laughs> <laughs> I've arrived. So, yeah, that was five months of stress of. Backyard projects and planning and all kinds of fun stuff, but glad to be finally done with that. So what do we got for the show today? Looks like a lot of things. Well, I think a lot of it is going to be you. This, this should be interesting. Um, well, the nitty gritties will be you. The nitty gritties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should we, let's kick it off with the wrist checks. Okay. Go for it. I've probably done a wrist check with this before, but I'm wearing... My Dan Henry 1964 chronograph panda. Because I'm wearing a navy blue casual wrap dress. And I thought this looks really nice with this. And it's also a watch that I've recommended that people give their lady friends. It is a cool looking chronograph. It's beautiful. Really, really neat looking chronograph. The band is beautiful. And I'm done with my review. And it's just going through a little bit of editing and going to be posted hopefully very, very soon. Yeah, probably within a day or two of the podcast. Uh, and that's that's a mecha quartz, I believe, right? It is, and it was two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, you can't. I mean, Dan, he does some amazing, amazing pieces. His stuff is all classy. It's very classy. Well, it's all modeled after vintage stuff, so mm-hmm. um, sizes are right for the most part, and dials are really cool looking. And uh, yeah, he's done an amazing job with this chronograph. I think it's been very popular. I think some of the colors are sold out already. I think this one actually is right now that all silver is still available. What size is that? Is that a 40 or I think it's a... No, it's smaller. It's like 36. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Is it really 36? Actually, that is pretty small, huh? Maybe 38. 38. I'm sorry, 38. 38, yeah. It's 38. Yeah, that's a great looking and watch. it's got the rice, the Beads grains, of rice. Of ri- grains of rice. The grains of rice, yeah. Bracelet. It's really pretty. Yeah, no, that's a good looking. And it comes in the panda. It comes in a reverse panda comes in silver on silver and black, black on, on silver, black. I think, right? Or black, black on, on black. black, yeah. Yeah, just a really nice looking looking watch. That's my computer making noises. I guess I should mute that, huh? Let's see here. Our So the first thing we're going to start out with is a little bit of news. Actually, you're going to do your wrist check first. Sorry about that. Yeah, I need to do my wrist check. I'm just muting my computer. Okay, that's done. Uh, so, all right, so my wrist check today. This is a watch that I think it came out around Basel this year, and I think it's I think it's kind of a love it or hate it type thing. Well, when I first saw it at Macy's, I wanted you to get it. You dug it. It was on sale. You wanted me to buy it, and I was kind of on the fence. And I'm I'm not exactly sure. Well, I guess what I was waiting for. So. Just so you guys know, this is the Seiko. It's a Seiko Turtle, Prospects Turtle. It's the SRPC44. This is the big gold boy. You know, 44 millimeter cases, all gold. 
Uh, it's got the black, uh, I think it's a black aluminum bezel insert with gold markings, black dial, gold hands. I mean, it, there's a lot of gold on this. Is that rocket ship hands? Uh, yeah, it's the standard hands that you're going to find on any of the modern Tuna. turtles. Any of the, the newer turtle. And dive. Yeah, but it's funny because I've been a little bit timid about gold. I mean, I like it. But with this one, I didn't buy it because I didn't really care for the black rubber strap. And there was no, at the time, there weren't really any gold bracelets. See, I like the black, black so rubber strap. A f- it, nice. it was a few weeks ago, I think, Strap Code uh, announced their gold jubilee for this. And that was it. I was laying on the couch. I ordered the jubilee. I went to Macy's.com. I ordered the watch. Actually got it for less money than we had originally looked at it for, which was cool. So... And Jubilee looks so... I mean, it's the perfect amount of bling. It's definitely like OG. Oh, it is. It, it is, is so, way OG. It's so 80s. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it and been swimming in it and posting it on Instagram and getting a lot of favorable comments. It's just... It's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's not like a $40,000 gold Rolex. It's a $300 gold-plated Seiko, and it's really Which cool and fun. Which is a really reliable swimming watch yeah no i've been having a really good time with it what movement is in that uh it's the 4r35 i believe so day date and uh you know typical amazing seiko loom so this is one that i frequently fall asleep in and it lasts all night so yeah just just a really fun watch not something i would expect to like but um I just really dig it. And the Jubilee, it's so comfortable. This mm-hmm. is the first Jubilee that I've owned. In. Like butter. Man, it is really comfy. So so that's my wrist check. Definitely recommend this one if you're into kind of retro gold, 80s, whatever. I'm it's, seeing more yellow gold. Yes, and it's yellow gold. It's not rose gold right. or anything like that. This is classic yellow gold. So a lot of fun. Plated. Yeah. Yeah, PVD or I don't know exactly what the process is that they use. Don't really care. That's not why it's I bought pretty. it. I think it's really pretty. It's very manly. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. And I enjoy all my Seikos. They're such great watches. So um, that yeah. one, you could be you could have any size of wrist, but I think a bigger wrist looks a little bit better with that. For sure. You need a. I think you need a decent wrist size for the turtle. The turtle case is 44. And when you bling it out in all gold like this and it stands <laughs> out <laughs> you definitely uh it can i think overwhelm a smaller wrist so i have just my i think my wrists are just short of seven and a half like seven three eights but anyway yeah it's fun i'm i'm enjoying it i'm glad you got it yeah i'm having a good time with it all right so that's the wrist checks i had a little bit of news i wanted to cover i we're a little bit late with, with some of this news. I think a lot of you guys probably already know this stuff, but there's a few items I wanted to cover. The first one, which was seemed to be a bit of a surprise to the watch community, was that uh, Richard Mill, or or uh, Dick Mill, as, as Kaz calls them on Two Brick Watch Knobs, um, and Audemars Piquet are both leaving SIHH after 2019. So, Tell some of our listeners who aren't familiar with all the different shows what that is yeah so sihh i I believe it's the the it's either richmond or lvmh i think it's the richmond group um show started a long time ago back in the 90s i think um i guess kind of competes with basil world i mean if you're at sihh you're not at basil world so i guess they are direct competitors but after the whole swatch announcement at uh for basil it was a little surprising to see anyone leaving sihh but 
then again, in this day and age with online marketing and, you know, people wanting information right now, it's not super surprising. Um, at least not for a Richard Mill. They're, I don't know how many watches they make, but you know, they're million dollar pieces and they don't make a whole lot every year. And I'm sure they're all pre-sold. So I wasn't too surprised about that, but Audemars PK, that's kind of surprising. You know, they're a Rolex competitor. I would have thought they'd want to stay in a big show. So that was a little bit, a little bit surprising for me. Um, but anyway, what do you think about it? I don't, you don't really care. I don't, I don't keep up it on a lot matter. of, yeah. I mean, I hear it from you. Yeah. And personally, I don't really care either. Well, I, I'll probably never go to any of these shows. So whatever. Well, I always thought that Basil was tough for a smaller watch company to, to be participating in. Right. It, it certainly is, but the they big, Swatch the... is not small. Swatch group, those are huge brands. Oh, right, Omega, right. Omega, right. I mean, they're, they're gigantic. But I've heard, I've heard of people leaving Basel because they were small watchmakers, and they weren't really that small, but for Basel they were, and they kind of got shoved out into these outer right. galleries where they didn't really get to participate in any of the big stuff, which I thought was kind of a bummer. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised to see other other trade shows losing people too. Yeah. I mean, Basel, I think is going to end up right sizing. They got a little bit too big for their britches in my opinion, but SIHH, I don't think it's going to be a huge hit to lose these two brands. You know, there's still a lot of great brands there. So uh, anyway, that's, it was newsworthy. Uh, the other one, which for us, cause we've talked about it a lot and it was really no great surprise is that Rolex UK announced um, an average price increase for this year of 5% across the board. I think it might be, taking effect 2019 but uh that wasn't a surprise i mean we've talked about it pg you've you've kind of talked about your theories behind the shortage of rolexes and what they're trying to do and you know honestly as as crazy as people are for rolexes and trying to find things like daytonas and and some of these other crazy hard to get rolex watches uh i don't think of average five percent increase is going to chase anyone anyone away and rolex knows that i think it's going to be more that's average. So you might have, you know, a watch that doesn't move as well, only getting a 2% price increase or no price increase. Like the, the precious metals. Yeah. But how much you want to bet the Daytona will probably oh, pop I, up I 10%. You, oh, I bet more. I think 20 to 25. Jeez, I hope not. But you never know. It's on obtainium right now. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that was for Rolex UK specifically. So I haven't heard anything for Rolex US if the same price increases are going to happen. I'm I'm sure they are. I would be shocked if they don't. But uh, that was strictly for Rolex UK for now. So I thought that was interesting. And then the last one was Grand Seiko Corporation of America. Brand new entity within Seiko Epson Corp. So this is a, an independent Grand Seiko company here in the US, which is really exciting. And they launched with three exclusive US-only uh, Spring Drive Edition watches in the 44 GS case, which is kind of that classic, the classic uh, Zeratsu polishing case. It really shows off that polishing well. And this is particularly ex exciting for me because I'm actually waiting for the stainless steel version of those, those three watches that came out. And it should be arriving any day now, and I'm very excited. Well, to we got to see all three of those at Grand Seiko in Las Vegas when we went for to our time. Yep. And those were all serial numbers like 0001. 
Yeah, weren't we, they, or were they? No, zero, they were all zero, zeros because they were prototypes. So we oh, saw them the, the day that they yeah. were released to the press, which was kind of fun. Um, and as soon as I saw that stainless steel blue dial, I mean, the dial is incredible. If you guys haven't seen it, just they go actually, to Grand Seiko US website. They actually hadn't been it. released to media yet. Well, that was the first day. That was the first day they that were released. That was the first day that they had been shown to... In public. In public to yeah. anybody. And that was... It's a media show. So that was... They had been released to the media. There was a few stories done on them. Uh, but now it's, I think, a few... It was a few days ago that they actually officially launched them. So... And the stainless is the only one with a bracelet. The others have leather. Yeah. And I just found out last night that the stainless also comes with two additional leather or uh, croc straps, which mm. is really cool. So... Yeah, I'm excited. I, the spring drive is something that's been on my wish list for a long time. And um, so it was a bit of a stretch to do it. I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to pay for we it. Need to, we need to go through the couch cushions. <laughs> we always say that. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be neat. And I will be posting that on the website and on Instagram. And, and selling things on Craigslist be right. between now and then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's got a budget. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was the the news items that I wanted to cover. And so topic one, this is something that I asked you to cover because we've had lots of comments and DMs on Instagram. And even Uh, just verbal comments from our friends in our Red Bar group. Yep. So, I mean, from all different directions, how do I get my significant other to understand my watch habit? Right, because it is still very male dominated, and a lot of a lot of collectors, you know, they don't have their significant others don't understand why they collect watches or why they like them. They're outdated. Why are you spending money on watches? So we've been getting this question over and over again, and I asked you if you could talk through some points about why you like watches, what drew you to watches. Obviously, there's age involved, right? As well, how old you are what generation you are, but I, just because someone is younger, I, I don't think that that means they can't be interested in watches. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good reasons. So you wrote down a bunch of reasons and I'm going to let you take it from here Thanks. and talk a little bit about it. I wrote down a whole bunch of notes here, so nothing's really scripted and outlined, but, um, yeah, what watches women and watches and men, they want their wives to be into watches if they're into watches. Cause of course it's a hobby you can share. So, for me, it started when I was young. I think, you know, in the 1970s, you wore a watch and that was like a rite of passage. You got a watch when you were a young kid. I have my Snoopy, which is a manual wind. And I had the original one for years and years, but with all the moving, I can't locate it. But I found some, I found one at the local flea market, right. our little, our little Saturday, most Saturdays, it says flea market. So I found one there for 10 bucks, found one on eBay and every time I look at it, it reminds me of when I was little and graduated high school. I got a Seiko. Um, so some generations you got them as, as gifts nowadays, the millennials, young kids, not so much, but I think like in our area, they're still teaching kids how to tell time in school. So that becomes a fun thing to give for gifts. So I think kids still, they're still introduced to it, but getting really into it is a different thing. So for me, I had a, 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 my father was really into clocks and watches, but mostly clocks. His generation post-depression, you had maybe one or two because you were, you'd buy a watch and you'd wear that watch every day. That was your watch. So for budget constraints, you, you didn't have a lot of watches, but 
I think nowadays people do have one for each occasion. Um, but I kind of got into that and was in a, I was in a, the technical side of aviation for a long time. So all those kinds of moving parts and cars and things like that, I'm sort of a tomboy. So for some tomboys, they like it. Um, what about I, for younger women that didn't grow up with that kind of background? How do you, how does a, how does a, a guy watch collector? I mean, you, you have some stuff that you've written I do, down I'm, around yeah, I'm getting, watches as jewelry. Moving and, along into that. But I think if you really want to get your significant other into it, I think teaching them about it, you, you can't just sit down and say, we're going to have a watch discussion about technical things. But what you can do is you can gift your special lady or whoever special person with a watch. And some people you give them a watch and they don't really know what's inside of it. So if you choose carefully, you know, depending on their, their style, I had one person who's our, one of our fans ask me, he said, Hey, I'd like to give a gift. And this is what this person's looking for. And, um, what can you recommend? So So, he's trying to get her, he's trying to, he wants to gift her a watch, a nice watch and he has a budget and, and, uh, this person didn't want the, the, the colored golds and they're a very casual person. So there are things like eco drives and solar watches where, I mean, it's, it's almost an automatic in that you don't ever have to change a battery. And as long as it's mm-hmm. getting some light, I mean, it doesn't have all the gears and automatic movement rotors, et cetera. But I think those solar drives are great watches. They're a great way to start a watch collector with a watch, any watches, yeah, but, yeah. um, so Seiko Solar and then so, Eco Drive. So this from Citizen, is an Eco right? Drive, and I, I took a, a look at something. I mean, Seiko, great company. Everyone loves Seiko. Citizen, they have a lot of women's watches currently, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of Solars, and they have a they have a lot of small dress watches that are more traditional of like the olden days. But they've got a lot of really nice sporty or large watches, like boyfriend style watches, chronographs, and a Solar chronograph. That I mean, that what a great tool. I mean, I do use mine a lot here on our ranch, but um, you could time anything if you're trying to time your well water from going dry or whatever you're you're doing. Probably most but of our listeners don't, don't have do to that, worry but, about that. But um, but I chose a, a bunch and just uh, emailed them to him, and I picked out a couple of chronographs. I picked out some um, really versatile colors, like a white dial or silver, or even a black dial. But I think. The watches that I have are like a, that are more neutral colors you can wear with anything and you can still get a lot of nice stainless steel. So I think, um, if you want to, if you have a budget of like 200 to 500, there's a lot of really nice dressier, casual sporty watches. And there's always the Seiko five, which I wear mine a lot and you can put different bands on it. It's yeah. a, a really good movement. It's got a exhibition back, which if you give someone something with an exhibition back, it's so much fun because it's like, wow, that's really what a watch looks like on the inside. Yeah. And when we show people that even people that have no interest in watches and you turn that watch over and you show them that mechanism working, Mm -hmm. I have never had someone go, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Whatever. They're like, really? They're all like, and there's no battery and you don't have to wind it. And it's like, well, you have to keep wearing it, but this is how it works. And you maybe maintain it every five or 10 years. But some of the, I mean, if you go with an automatic watch, it's going to last a long time if you take care of it minimally and watches can become an heirloom. And that's one thing that we've talked to our buddy who does our contracting. And he said, these are things I can leave to my boys or your girls. Women don't necessarily think that way though. Well, all the sure time we do. I mean, you have like your mother's pearls or, 
or mother, you know, grandparents' jewelry, or uh, my great aunt left me a her wedding ring. No, I mean, right, that, that's but I mean an about heirloom, watches. That's but the that's thing. that's what I was saying is a watch can be a wonderful heirloom because it is a piece. It technically is really a piece of jewelry, but it's a tool. So yeah. that's the thing is you can get someone a very utilitarian, sporty watch like a Seiko Five on Amazon, which is an excellent watch, which I've gifted two people now with and got one person really into. Um, my goose friend mm-hmm. is now into watches. Now her husband's not very happy with me. <laughs> with me. <laughs> did you get chewed out at the party? <laughs> I did. I did. But I said, hey, you can have a great collection on a budget. <laughs> well, She's got I, very important things to spend her money on. And so and I, I there's found a watch that for everybody. I have found that like a lot of my guy friends, like I'll go to my, my guy trips up to Tahoe or whatever. And most of them don't do anything. They have no common hobbies with their wives or significant others. Some, some of them do, but usually the kids are the common thing, but as the kids get right, older, right. You can get the kids. Into what, what is the commonality? So, you know, that's one thing I've told a lot of guys is talk to your wife or your girlfriend about what, you know, it's a hobby you can share together. Right. And on any budget, on any budget, doesn't the budget doesn't matter. Uh, styles, any style. There's so, I mean, there's so many so styles. Much, right? So that brings me to a really important topic is it's like jewelry. It's like clothes. You can wear, like if I, if I don't wear, like on one arm today, I have a wrap bracelet, a beaded wrap bracelet. And on my other, my other hand, I have my wedding ring and my Dan Henry and that's it. And I look finished for the most part. So if, if I don't have any other jewelry on, if I have a watch on, I feel like I've kind of completed and I look like I didn't just run out of the house out of bed. So it's, it, I think it's an essential piece of jewelry that makes a statement because it's larger than say a brace, like a small bracelet or a, or a ring. Um, so instead of buying your wife a bracelet for Christmas this year, buy her a watch and it can be a smaller watch, but it can be a more of a jewelry blingy type watch. Right. So you can do something. So she's getting something more than just a bracelet. Right? There's a lot of casual watches with a little bit of diamonds that you can get for 200 and less. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. But, um, so, so your watch can be a large sporty statement. It can be, uh, casual and sort of understated, or it can be small, like a gold, like it almost looks like it's just a bracelet. And then it's got a little watch in between, like my vintage, that giant Wonder Woman cuff bracelet. You can't even tell that's a watch right? until you look really closely. So they really do have such a huge range of personality and, and such a range of materials that if you, you know, for any budget, you can do anything. You can do precious metals, stainless, plastic, rubber, uh, gold, silver, titanium. I mean, there's everything. So it really is, you could have an outfit, you could have a watch for every outfit to have, to have that sort of feel and, and go with that flavor of that outfit. Or it could be your personality, like a wild art piece or I mean it really could be anything and it's going to tell you the time or be also be an alarm or even some of the new smart watches look like fossil makes some pretty fancy dressy mm-hmm. watches that are smart watches that you wouldn't know are smart watch so maybe a fashion smart watch could be a good way to get in uh your your wife involved or girlfriend yeah involved. and one thing I'm hearing is don't buy her something that you like it's tough because to I recommended under- so things gotta, that I liked. <laughs> no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is the guy shouldn't buy the girl something that he thinks is cool looking. He needs to understand. You got to, I mean, understand number one, you have your, to understand your partner. If your yeah. partner is is artistic and into art, 
like a Mr. Jones would be perfect. They right. would love that. I right? forgot about those. Those are really neat. They're, yeah. they're, um, they are mostly automatics, but they do have some quartzes. So they have some quartzes and, and if, but if she's an, an athlete or a runner, Oh, get her got a, your a larger chronograph or, or a G-Shock. Or a large shock. chronograph, like the, yeah. like the Dan Henry is a chronograph, but it's, but it really is dressy. I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty, pretty watch with a nice band. So there really is just about anything. Like if, if, um, if this person is a, a sports person, you could totally get away with a, chron- a chronograph with a, a oh, neutral yeah. white dial or mother of pearl because you can wear it all the time. Like, um, like even my black Seiko five and Rolex Explorer one, I, I've been wearing, well, I'm still on the honeymoon phase of the, of the Rolex, but right. I wear that a lot. Like if I don't know where I'm going to go and I'm just around the house and I'm just wearing a t-shirt and jeans or shorts, I throw that Explorer on because I know it's, it's pretty durable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other things that I wear that are, are more casual, like a lighter dial that can go with anything. So it just have to kind of, you know, know that person and what they're going to be wearing it for. Are they going to be going to work in it? Do they work in a casual place? Are they in a, a more um, business office, like a law firm? It, you could totally change depending on the colors of her suits she wears. So just kind of, you know, you don't... Oh, what was that? We just heard a big crash outside. I have no idea. Something fell over. Hmm. Oh, well, I guess we'll go. Do you want to go check and I'll keep talking? Sure, sure I'll check <laughs> just it. Just ranch life. But, um, but I think you don't want to pair a really large 40 millimeter... Um, sports watch with a suit, a skirt and suit, it would have to be a more dressy uh, chronograph. So I think just knowing the person and, and basing it on what they normally wear, you can kind of go that way or um, even asking them what they like. Uh, Age. Another thing is age plays a factor. I think people that are in my generation who maybe, you know, post-millennial who are, uh, around in their forties or fifties, they're going to remember the days of, of, of buying watches, um, wearing watches or their parents wearing watches. Like I always remember my dad had on a, a gold bulova, so, uh, um, gold plated bulova. And that sort of thing reminded me of him and his generation. And he always wore the same watch. So, um, that was probably pretty common for most of us who our folks had one or two watches that they'd wear all the time. So talking about that, I think a watch kind of tells a personality, uh, tells about that person's personality. So whenever I see a similar vintage 1960s dress watch, I kind of think of my dad and his generation. So um, think, think about um, what kind of personality your partner has and choose a watch that kind of represents that personality. Um, I like your, you mentioned in here historical significance and that's kind of interesting because if, yeah, you know, if you're, if your significant other is kind of into history or interested in yeah. history, then maybe a vintage watch, mm-hmm. even if it's a vintage quartz, like a real, vin- like an older quartz, like my old, older Pulsar is, mm-hmm. I think I paid $30 for it. It's really in right. Vintage is in vintage right now, is right? In, yeah. And if you want to even go further, pocket watches you can still find a lot of affordable pocket watches like um railroad watches mm-hmm. i have a girlfriend whose husband works for the railroad i mean that would be a fantastic gift totally. for someone who's into the railroad or aviation um you know of course breitling is all about that sort of thing but some people don't have a breitling budget and breitling's traditionally are pretty huge up They're until really just very big, recently right um 
yeah, the recent um, brand ambassador advertising that I just saw while I was watching YouTube that they mm-hmm. kind of force you to watch now <laughs> was uh, I didn't realize that Breitling had such a big ambassador campaign, but the, 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 the woman was wearing the, the newest ladies with the beaded oh, the, the bezel. 38 millimeter. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a neat, Beautiful. neat watch. I know you and, and my sister love that oh, one. Oh, I do. I'm not thrilled about brand ambassador stuff because I, that's a topic that we've talked about that could either make or break. Totally. I think it yeah. could kill a company, but um, enough about that and more about how to get your your special person into watches. But um, So gifting is obviously a very good way to do it. Gifting is a great way. Because but if you screw up, you might lose them forever, <laughs> right? you got to get it right. You have to you understand right them and, really well. Um, I think for women, if you have kids, I think heirlooms are always great. And I don't have, we don't have kids, but I've, I've written up in some of our paperwork who to give certain things to. And I think that's a really great investment too, because it could be, um, anything from a bracelet or a ring or a watch, or even an engraved watch or buying your child a watch the day they're, a lot of people are buying their children the day they're born, like an Omega Speedmaster, And then the dad wears it until right. their 21st birthday and then they gift it. So there's all kinds of really tricky things and neat things you can do to buy a, a collector piece because they really are as collectible, if not more than jewelry based on their history and, um, and, and they'll last forever. I mean, if you take a care of an automatic watch, it'll last forever. We were, I was on the uh, narrow gauge railroad out in uh, Santa Cruz with my sister many years ago and this this funky old guy who was leading the tour group talked about how um we got to the top and he talked about how they had f- discovered this body of an old conductor from i don't know if it was turn of the century or older like end of the it was like 1890s or something that's crazy and in <clears throat> his pocket he was all pretty much decomposed and gone but in under his conductor jacket he had some gold coins in his pocket watch so you know, we're talking over a hundred years old and that pocket watch was still probably fine. Oh, I'm sure it functions probably fine. fine. So service it and it'll kick right so out. So longevity is something that it's going to last and be there for a long time. Just like a really solid piece of jewelry or a so, diamond ring. So what about, this is obviously at a different budget level. So this would depend on your situation, but what if your wife or girlfriend is really into brand, you know, handbag brands and, or other like a like if they're into Cartier jewelry or some handbag brand that also makes watches, is that would that be a good way to do it? Like if if she was into Cartier jewelry, get her a Cartier watch. I, I think obviously yes. Right. So you look um, at her brand preferences. Look at brand preferences. I think. Um, I mean, I was just looking more at more affordable. Every yeah, but day. everyone's got different. But everyone budgets, has a right? budget, right? And like the Cartier Santos, the, the men's medium that you bought me. Yep. I love that watch. Plus, I, plus I, I can steal it and wear it too. <laughs> and you can, see, that's another thing. You can share that one. There's a lot mm-hmm. of watches you can share. Um, that watch is so versatile because you can buy all the different brands. And of course, it's on the upper end of the budget because the bands alone are like 400 each. But right. easy, easy to interchange. White dial, stainless bezel and case. I could wear that with anything. I can wear it with casual. I can wear it with dress, dressy stuff. It scratches easily. I don't think there's a single shred of anti-scratch on that whole no. watch, but I I adore that watch. That's one of my top favorites. One of my I, top I favorites. I don't. I can't think of many women that I know that would 
turn their nose up at a gift like that. No. Right? I mean, obviously that's a lot of money, but if you're spending money on European vacations or cars it's or all other, relative. it's all Everyone's relative, right? So thing. it's just, yeah. it's just maybe moving money from one place to another. I don't right. know. So but, instead, I mean, you'd spend more on a Hermes Kelly handbag than you would on that watch. Yeah, exactly. But, um, like I know what that is. Other than I, hearing I barely, you talk about it. <laughs> I just I just mentioned it because there's a whole subculture around that that I'm not privy to. <laughs> so, because I don't buy handbags, I buy watches. But um but that's the thing is um a a brand like Cartier does have a lot of variety. I mean the one I have is a men's watch, but they have a whole bunch of women's watches that are more like jewelry. They're very elegant. Many of them are quartzes. Some I think the Panther, is that a automatic ladies or is it the tank? I forget. I and then there's that. the round one, the Ballon de Blue. That's an automatic. Oh, yeah. um, but like if you look at the difference between the square watches and the round, they have a totally different feel. So you just have to kind of think what kind, what is going to match this person's personality? What will they wear more? What You know, if something is really busy, they may not wear it all the time. Right. Um, I personally like two-tone because I can wear it with any jewelry. So you can look at what, what your person wears. Do they wear a lot of yellow? Do they wear silver? If you wear a lot of silver, you can pair it with with a stainless mm-hmm. or white gold. Mm-hmm. Um, two-tone, you can't wear all the time because if you wear rose gold, you can't really wear a yellow and stainless. But they do make rose and stainless. So Well, and a lot of the younger generation prefers rose they gold prefer over, the rose over yellow, yellow gold. So again, even if it's something that you personally don't like or wouldn't buy... You're, you're not buying for yourself. You're buying for someone that you're trying to get attracted right. into this hobby that you guys can share. And you mentioned, we mentioned that we share the Cartier, but what about his and hers, right? Surprising her. It doesn't have to be like a holiday, but surprise her with a watch where you buy one for her and one for you in different sizes and you mm-hmm. guys, you know, can wear them out together. You can match. It's almost like the Is old it, Aloha shirt days. Would that be appealing to a woman? I think so. Yeah. We, we actually have... Um, what have we got that's matched? We've got a his and her version of something. Well, we have the his and hers of the Christopher Ward Trident. That's right. Okay. So I have the 43 and you have the 38. Yeah, it's fun to have a but match. But there's all different brands that you can that you can buy that have that make them in different sizes, not I just think for milestones, Ward. that's an uh, I think watches are an excellent gift for his and her like for an anniversary, um, you know, any kind of anniversary of a um wedding, um first date. Would you personally like it more Christmas. if if the man bought them without you knowing or if he said, we're going to go shopping and we're going to buy his and hers watches? You can what always you ask. Prefer? You can yeah. always say, hey, do you want to go shopping for some? I thought it might be fun to get, you know, like we bought our, for our, was it our 17th or 16th anniversary? We bought the Speedmasters yep. and we have completely different Speedmasters. Mm-hmm. Different sizes, different colors. And the funny thing is, is the one I have, I may, I wasn't originally looking at that one because I'm not a pink person because the, the hands on that I watch are baby pink. pink, but the overall style of that watch is mother of pearl, stainless steel. It has a white bezel. And I found that I was wearing my, another watch, a similar watch, a Seiko so much that I thought this would be a nice choice just because I know I'm going to wear it. So right. based on my casual wardrobe, which this person who contacted us through the Instagram I recommended more neutral things like mother pearl dial, not a lot of bling um, or a white dial. So I think again, 
just that person's personality and what their habits are. But but back to the the gift, you could surprise and you could always return it. But um, there's sometimes a risk being, there. there's a risk there that you may not be able to return it. But I know with Joma Shop they do, um, and your local jeweler, like I know ours right in town, they would totally take it back if right. Like when I bought you most one places watch, you can but, do returns now. But it is fun doing the research together too. I mean, who? I mean, well, I think most women thing, like, like to shop. Like you surprise if you if you guys are celebrating like an anniversary, you surprise her. You you say we're going to go out, we're going to go shopping for something. You get in the car and you have a, a specific location in mind, and you might even have some specific watches in mind. But you have a location in mind where you're going to take her and say, okay, for our anniversary, we're buying, we're going to buy matching, you know, our his and hers mm-hmm. watches. That sounds fun. Make it a dinner date and call your watch person ahead of time in your local store and say, do you have a minute to spend with us and make a little yeah. appointment out of it? I mean, you could, you could make it fun. Go out to dinner and yeah, you could have a, make a, a night of it. All kinds of ideas. But, um, I think for someone like some women just don't care and I get it. And you're just never going to have any and you success. May never, you may never get them into it, like getting them into cars. But I think if you gift someone and it's interesting enough and versatile, I mean, unless they're just really addicted to their eye, eye watch. Is that what it's called? The, the I, I, Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. <laughs> I Watch. I don't know what it's called. It's called the Apple Watch. Which we watch. have one and I just, it just picked on me so much I took it off. <laughs> um, but if they really love that and they need that, you may not be able to, to get them to relinquish it. However, there are some right. pretty fashiony smartwatches out there. Yeah, and maybe that's the way to do it with a smartwatch. If they don't have an Apple really Watch, resistant. or if they're if they use Android phones, you get them one of the many, you know, Android compatible watches. Mm-hmm. Smartwatches. I've seen a lot out there. I mean, maybe that's kind of a if you don't think you're going to be successful with a traditional mechanical or quartz piece, maybe you get them a smartwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think if the person is someone who might be interested in the mechanics of it, if, you know, if they have a little bit of a mechanical aptitude or like certain cars or like their car, anything that within the exhibition back or even a solar with the technology, you know, solar technology, it's pretty cool stuff, you know, and seeing the the back of an I, automatic I like is pretty solar interesting. Idea. I think that's a good idea because I've heard too it's many stories about guys that buy their, their significant other a mechanical or even a quartz where the battery dies and, and they, it just, they just, it just sits, right? And a mechanical... They might mess with it for a month or so, and then they get tired of setting it or winding it, whatever, and it just doesn't get worn. Whereas the solar, as long as they're outside and they wear it, it will it just won't die. It'll just keep going. They don't have to reset it. It's going to be accurate. That, to me, seems like a really good option. Yeah, I've seen some really... And boy, that Citizen <clears throat> website is filled with all kinds of neat ladies, solar eco drive. Oh, yeah. And Seiko has some solar they do. ladies' Beautiful. watches. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. And keep in mind, this isn't the last watch, hopefully, you're going to buy for this person as a gift. I mean, you could make a little tradition of, oh, my husband gives me a watch every anniversary. Yeah, make it a tradition. I've got a little bit of everything. I've got my my all-crystal Bulova that looks like the diamond-encrusted Cartier that I think I paid 250 bucks for or 300 And that is like if you are maybe on a cruise ship and go to a formal dinner, you wear this thing that looks like a big... I mean, it's, it's so sparkly. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't wear it every day, but if we go out, you know, every once in a while I'll wear it. And so, it's quartz. So it's always, it's quartz, it just keeps So I just ticking. pull the stem out and yeah. let the battery not be used. But, um, 
there's a little bit of something for any occasion. I really think, I think oh, there watches is totally. as gifts are a really great mm-hmm. start because they'll find what, what they wear for different things too. So I say, just go for it and just, you know, try to make the first one a little bit easy to eat, you know, user-friendly. Like you can't go wrong with the solar cause you're never going to, ha- I mean, maybe in 15 years you have to change that. Is it a capacitor? Uh, yeah, it's a capacitor and I've, I don't think I've owned any source long enough to have to deal with that. So I don't no. know what the deal. I mean, it's probably at that point you junk it and you buy another one. I don't know. I mean, well, it's probably not. very, it's probably going to be more than what the watch is worth to have someone go in and solder a new capacitor into the, into the board. So well, we, we may be wrong. So if anyone has done it, yeah, let us, let us know if you've us. ever had to service a, a solar watch. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking you know, you've, you've talked a lot about things like jewelry and color matching and matching to outfits. Most of us guys don't have a clue about that. I mean, we're totally tone deaf when it comes to matching stuff. Well, I mean, and, not all of us, but a lot of us are sound bad, but a lot of men are colorblind. It's just a fact. It's a Y chromosome thing. Yeah. But something I was thinking was what about asking, you know, if you're not sure and you don't want to make a mistake and turn her off of watches even more, you know, if she's got sibling, female siblings, talk to her sisters. Mm-hmm. Talk to like what color does she her like friends? To wear? What, are they, what colors do they like? Mm-hmm. What do you think she? Do you I mean, wear more black? Get or do you input wear more from white? other yeah. women and say, "I'd love to buy her a watch. It's a hobby I'd like to share with her. Something we could do together. That's doesn't necessarily have to be expensive, and it's not like cars and that kind of stuff. You know, ask ask her her female friends and and family members. Get some input from them. That seems to me like it'd be a pretty good way to to do it. Don't you think? Yeah. Or just go for it either way. And then and you can always say, hey, you know, I just picked this out for you. If you don't like it, there's a, so many. We can go back and look together and you can always return it. Like I'm sure Macy's is the same way and they've got great selections. I mean, I things. And I think really it's important to talk to them and just let them know that it would be you would love to share a hobby with them, you know, and if they're willing to to give it a shot <clears throat> I think most women would be right if they're if their guy says, "Hey, I want us to spend time together. I want us to share a fun hobby together that we can enjoy together." I love watches. I know a lot about them. You know, you can wear them as jewelry. To me, it just seems like most women would be into that, right? Especially if if you're someone that goes and does a lot of guy stuff and away from your family. Yeah, but, and and even if you aren't that kind of person, I don't think any woman would say. No, no to can I buy you this beautiful can we spend more time together no and can I give you this diamond watch right or this beautiful mother of pearl yeah. or whatever I don't think they're going to turn their nose up at that you, I, I it's a thoughtful think, gift yeah. and for for me any gift is a thoughtful gift so yeah. that's but the more research you do and the more that gift that watch reflects their personality and their likes mm-hmm. and the way they dress and that kind of stuff that's why it's important to really do your homework and understand that and not just buy something you think looks cool and that you think they'll like. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the first watch you ever gave me was that tiny little Bulova with the white dial. Oh, that's right. Before we got married. I was in an office. No, it was right after we got married. Oh, was it? I think it was like just a couple of years because okay. we were in our second place. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's very dainty and very old fashioned and um, more like a bracelet. And at the time I was working in an office, so it was perfect. And, and I still have. Yeah, and I don't think either of us were wearing watches at that time. I mean, I was because I had that one from Costco that I were, bought yeah. when we were when we were courting, and I still have it. And it's like a thirty-four millimeter yep. Geneva brand, some sort of. It's a Swiss brand oh, quartz, right, yeah. but 
but it was at the time that was a really big ladies watch and it was like 34 millimeters or 32 or something like that and that's it's really actually changed. still cute that's changed still a cute. lot i mean women mm-hmm. wear are not afraid to wear bigger watches you don't want to go overboard though no. you gotta be careful if you go yeah, too big it just depends on the age like i know we gifted um your sister and you and I gave your mom a Bulova, and I think it was 34 mil. And it actually looks pretty big on her wrist. It does. She's a petite, it's the open heart senior automatic. lady. Yeah. 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 And it's just beautiful. But, you know, the uh, the generation, you can, with older ladies, I think you can go a little smaller for on a watch. Because that's, that's what they're yeah. used to. That's a good point is wrist size is important to know, too. And, right. And you can't really just... Take a tape measure and say, "Uh, hon, I need to measure your wrist, right? I mean, especially if you're doing it under the radar. If it's a leather band or a vegan leather band. Maybe get, grab one of her bracelets she wears a lot that fits, that's form fitting on her wrist, right? Because then you can measure that or take that with you or whatever. But when you can always adjust it I was chatting with someone on Instagram, a gal that uh, has been following you and she has really tiny wrists, like five and a half or five and a quarter or something, really, really small wrists. So something that would work for you is not necessarily going to work for her. So that's the, the other thing might to keep stick in out mind. Over is, the ends of her wrist. Yeah, you might get a 34 for her and it's too big and the lugs stick out, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be mindful of that as well. Well, in a smaller watch, you're going to see more of the band. Like um, I have one 34 millimeter watch that I almost thought, oh, should I get, should I have gotten the 36? Because I, you know, larger dials are, are in, but with a th- larger face, you don't see as much of the band and it's got a gorgeous Jubilee band. So mm. that, that makes it, uh, it changes the feel of that watch and gives it a little bit more dressy feel. Right. So it, it, it isn't necessarily bad to have a smaller watch because you can see more of the rest of the watch. Like you see so many women on, on in the media wearing these humongous Daytonas that are hanging on their wrist. It looks, I think it looks horrible. I do too, but some, some women out. like you that the gap. Right? You can see the gap between the, the yeah. lug and their, some women like that. A lot of them I think are just wearing them because they're like, is because it's a Daytona that's unobtainable and they want, they're showing or maybe they it's can their it, boyfriends right? and they're know. just borrowing it. And that's big. Yeah. I don't know. No well, idea. Any other questions? I for... think the biggest thing, <laughs> the easiest way to get them into watches have them listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> have them listen to PG. I mean, uh, stick it on in the car when you guys are going somewhere. Uh, probably, you know, preferably not with screaming kids in the back seat, so you can't pay attention. But if they hear that you're listening to a podcast where a woman is talking about her point of view, that it can't hurt, mm-hmm. right? That's going to help. So have them listen to the podcast, however you can, whether it's you're sitting in the living room reading and you turn on the podcast or you're in the car, you know. If they hear a female voice and not a couple dudes talking about dive mm-hmm. watches, it's going to make a big difference, right? But that's how I kind of got into the podcast and really started thinking about watches was listening to to Kaz and Mike. Well, that's mostly they're just because so they they crack you up they so much you were rolling on they're, the floor they're laughing. They're smart and funny. Yeah, so. they're they're good guys, but not not all women are going to be into their their style of humor. No, so no. <laughs> you have to you have to balance that. Um, but and and. Your your girlfriend, wife, whatever, you, they don't have to become aficionados and understand how spring drive works and understand what right. kind of rotors are on these and what the movement numbers are. Because I'm not really, I know a little bit about that, but even if they're just moderately interested, they're going to like certain types of watches, period. You'll figure it out. I mean, well, they may want something with diamonds. They may not. They may like a chronograph. They may yeah. like 
a black face or a silver don't face. get drawn into if you can get them in get over that first hump and get someone interested i think the gateway it's a hobby that just it's a hobby that drags you in because all of a sudden it's like oh i need a blue dial and i need a chronograph and i need a dress watch and this and that there's all these different you know and it's like collecting anything right it, it's like collecting pens or mm-hmm. whatever i mean well, it, women it don't collect pens, really. I mean, some do, but again, this is a hobby what, that... But it's it's like collecting anything. But see, people right? use pens and people use watches unless you... I didn't wear a watch for a real long time when I finally got the first smartphone. And now I'm finding that I want to. I don't want to have my phone on me all the time. I need a break and I want to disconnect and not live my life through the camera of my phone. I see so many people right. with their kids and they're like, look at mommy, look at mommy. And they've got their phone and they, they're, they're living it through the, the no, they're not yeah. actually in the moment. They're on, they're in the camera video. Or at the concert with, with selfie sticks, 40,000 hands or 20,000 yeah. hands up in the air with their camera and they're no. not paying attention to where they're at, right? That's a different. So it's a nice way to disconnect and always have yeah. a watch. And I wear it at night. So when I wake up, cause I wake up a lot at night with insomnia. So I, I know what time it is and I don't have to worry about trying to roll over and find a find your phone or find my phone because I put my phone in the other room on airplanes. So. And there, there's lately there's a bit of a backlash, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of a backlash against technology. People are getting sick and tired of being bugged by their phone all the time. So this is a good time to get that person into this hobby. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great time. I get a lot of crank like telemarketing weird phone oh, calls constant. now. It's there's no such thing as a do not call list anymore. No. And I'm not sure what that's all about, but it's many, many, many times a day. Yeah. And can you imagine if you have a smartwatch and that's ringing all the time and they're all marketing calls? I mean, I think people are getting tired of it. There's, I am seeing a bit of a backlash against the constant always on technology. I mean, not from everybody, but a lot of people are like, I've, I've had it. I'm done. I need, I need a break. And so they're turning to mm-hmm. more traditional things like a watch or anything And else. a watch, let's face it, it's a great accessory. Because it can be anything you want. It can be military canvas style. It can be like a beautiful diamond bracelet. Yeah. It can be anything. Yeah. And, it, and I think it becomes more of a statement because it is larger than a standard bracelet. Unless you're wearing some really giant, big old Tiffany cuffs or things like that. But, right. you know, you don't, I don't, I don't walk out of the house with big bracelets on. So um, I wear more casual things, casual bracelets. And the watch is kind of my, one of my statement pieces and well and you mentioned you're a tomboy which you are but you still like you love your cartier with a bright pink I do. leather band on it you still like women you know you still like feminine things and i and for watches i have i've really resisted rose and pink and things like that but when i saw that pink band that raspberry pink on that yeah, cartier it looks pretty good on i'm me. like <laughs> i, I think like it. It, it kind of really introduced me into more feminine stuff so and mm-hmm. and that you know i can change all the time i'm not committing Right. That I can has the quick release, and I can put a black or brown band or the silver bracelet on there whenever I want. Well, and that's the other thing you can do is if you buy her a watch that you have done your research, you think she's gonna like the aesthetics of it. Um, buy two or three different oh, yeah. bands for it. That's quick a great release idea. bands. Yeah, right. That's make what it, I've make it easy to change them mm-hmm. out. I've done that with um, uh, the ones I've given as gifts, the Seiko fives. I bought the, have, the, yeah. the gingerbread color Barton because it's got the quick release. Yep, and it's super easy to do that. And if you get them two or three quick releases, they may need decide they don't even want to use the factory bracelet or, <clears throat> or always... strap that came with it. They can just do their own changes, right? Mm-hmm. It's super easy. So I think that's another thing to think about is don't just buy the watch. Buy her some different bands that are easy to change that she can 
accessorize with the watch and change how it looks for different occasions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you can think of? Well, you covered it. This was your show for the yeah. most part. But you asked um, some really good questions I didn't really think of. I think, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, just have her listen to this podcast. That should cover everything, <laughs> right? Well, it is really I, I think interesting. you have a lot of good ideas. Yeah. I'm kind of a geek, though, so I really enjoy the differences between the different movements. Sorry, guys. I lucked out. She, she's mine. Um, well, I, I mean, I had another topic I wanted to cover, but we are already at 50... Yeah. Over fifty and minutes, I so I'm gonna, out there to yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it for a different show. Uh, I had a request from someone to uh, talk about spring drive, which mm. it may be even more apropos in our next show because I might have my spring drive, so that would be pretty cool. I better go search the couch cushions right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go searching, but <laughs> well, I think that's pro- I think we can probably wrap. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the the whole point is there's every budget you can do. You can start like I did a post a watch I was wearing this morning was the one that your dad, um, you got from your dad after he passed away. And I think yeah. you bought it on a cruise ship for like $10. It's a, it's actually featured on our, dial. it's featured on our website as a quartz movement. When you popped open the back, it has this teeny little, Oh, that was like, movement. like our second episode, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's probably, I think he paid 10 or $20 for it because right. he forgot his watch. Yeah. And it's kind of got that Rolex Explorer. My dad two. owned a lot of airport and cruise line watches. Yes, a lot of cheapies. <laughs> and he, uh, but he had some neat stuff too. He did have some great stuff. Um, neat 70s things. Uh, but this one has kind of that polar dial with the silver bezel. So it's fun. So, yeah. I mean, there's something for any budget. If you don't have a lot of money to spend, you will find something. And if you have a lot totally. of money to spend, I mean, you'll still find something. Well, if you have a lot of money to spend, I think it gets easier because it's almost like buying an expensive piece of jewelry, right? Yeah. Well, then you have to kind of be careful. Like, am I going overboard on the diamonds when I really don't need to? Yeah. Because bling is not always good. Like, I'm still not a big fan of the whole diamond encrusted bezel just because that's so over the top for my style. I I don't live But some women may love that, right? Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of gals who I see a lot of um, posts with the Rolex... um, 34 and 36 date just with the Cartier love bracelet, which costs mm. that, that single bracelet costs more than most dress watches. Ooh. They're like six or eight or $10,000 bracelets. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I think, get her a Cartier um, watch instead. Yeah. And you'll only spend five or six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our listeners that are in that uh, price. Well, Cartier <laughs> still has, they do have like three, $3,000 watches. They're quartzes. Right, but they do have the ladies more affordable. So, it, it there's any watch for any budget, and they're all equally great. Mm-hmm. I wear them all. You do. You have more than me, I believe. I kind of started this whole thing. Yep, this is your fault. <laughs> well, hopefully, we can share it with others and get them equally in trouble. It's why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap it. Okay. I think we we covered. A lot of great stuff. I want to thank my my lovely wife, Perpetual Girl, for um, putting this together for Likewise. you guys. And, and I hope it helped. Um, if you have more questions, as always, <clears throat> reach out to us on Instagram, on the website, the contact page. You can email us at uh, ranchracer at loveandwatches.com or perpetualgirl at loveandwatches.com. And, uh, oh, yeah. and if you've done a, a Eco Driver Solar capacitor change oh, yeah let us know about like that. to hear I, your successes I've never and done that. horror stories so yep be like good to, to know like Since... to hear from any of you that might have had one of those serviced yeah so uh 
All right. Well, thank you very much. As always, we ask that you, uh, if you enjoy the show or if you don't enjoy the show, either way, uh, give us a rating and a little re- quick review if you're on iTunes. I don't know about all the other and If we make mistakes, but... call us out. Yeah, we're just, no, let we're us just know. Your average we're not folk. experts. We just love watches and, and we want to talk to you guys about them. So uh, until next time and episode 13, this is Ranch Racer. And Perpetual Girl. Ooh, maybe Ranch, uh, maybe Ranch Racer will do episode 13 on Halloween, Day of the Dead. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> all right, guys, we will uh, see you for the next episode. Hang loose. Bye-bye.